Nothing warms you up faster than this wonderful combination of cocoa and milk steamed to perfection. This drink has its origins in the hotter climates, so you would wonder now how it's associated with the winter months. From the deep jungle to tropical islands, this beverage has won the world over with its intoxicating aromas and flavor. Let's grab your favorite mug and explore the rich history and origins of hot chocolate. Welcome to another serving of Seasons Eatings, the podcast which explores the history and origins of your favorite Christmas foods. I'm your host, Glenn Warren, and this is a bonus episode of the podcast I like to call the Seasons Eatings Side Dish. We're focusing on dishes that don't usually get the spotlight during the holidays. This season, I wanted to change it up a little bit and turn the focus on some seasonal beverages. Seasons Eatings can be found wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Seasons Eatings is also found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love the show, then I humbly ask you to share this podcast with someone you think would love to hear more about the history of Christmas and the foods which shape the holidays we love so much. If you want to give me suggestions for future episodes, just email me at seasonseatingspodcast at gmail.com. All the links can be found in the show notes at seasonseatingspodcast.com. We all know hot chocolate as the warm, rich drink we enjoy on a cold night by the fire, or after engaging in winter activities such as ice skating and skiing. Hot chocolate, also known as hot cocoa or drinking chocolate, is a heated drink consisted of shaved chocolate, melted chocolate, or cocoa powder, heated milk or water, and usually a sweetener like whipped cream or marshmallows. Hot chocolate is made with melting chocolate, is also sometimes called drinking chocolate, characterized by less sweetness and a thicker consistency. Archaeologists have found evidence that Mayan chocolate consumption occurred as early as 500 BC, and there is speculation that chocolate predates even the Mayans. To make the chocolate drink, which was served cold, the Maya ground cocoa seeds into a paste and mixed it with water, cornmeal, chili peppers, and other ingredients. Then they poured the drink back and forth from a cup to a pot until a thick foam developed. Chocolate was available to Maya of all social classes, although the wealthy drank chocolate from large spouted vessels that were often buried with the elites. An early classic period, between 460 and 480 AD, a Mayan tomb from the site in Guatemala had vessels with the Maya glyph for cacao on them, with residue for a chocolate drink. They called this drink Zocoleto. Because sugar was yet to come to the Americas, Zocoleto was said to be an acquired taste. What the Spaniards then called Zacolator was said to be a drink consisting of a chocolate-based flavor with vanilla and other spices that was served cold. The drink tasted spicy and bitter, as opposed to sweetened modern hot chocolate. As to when Zacolator was first served hot, sources conflict on when and by whom. 
However, Jose da Costa, a Spanish Jesuit missionary who lived in Peru and then Mexico in the later 16th century, described Zocoletl as loathsome to such as are not acquainted with it, having a scum or froth that is very unpleasant taste. Yet it is a drink very much esteemed among the Indians, wherewith they feast noblemen who pass through their country. The Spaniards, both men and women, that are accustomed to the country are very greedy of this chocolate. They say they make diverse sorts of it, some hot, some cold, and some temperate, and put therein much of that chili. Yea, they make a paste thereof, and which they say is good for the stomach and against the catarrh. Within Mesoamerica, many drinks were made from cacao beans, and further enhanced by flowers like vanilla to add flavor. This was a tribute to the Aztecs. The Aztecs, or Mexica, required conquered people to provide them with chocolate. Cups, gourds, cacao beans, as well as other things they acquired were listed in the essential Codex Mendoza. Cacao became used as a currency throughout Mesoamerica. The Aztecs used chocolate to show high status. It was a bad omen for someone low or common to drink chocolate. Europeans first recorded contact with chocolate wasn't until 1502 on Columbus's fourth voyage. After defeating Montezuma's warriors and demanding that the Aztecs' nobles hand over their valuables, Cortes returned to Spain in 1528, bringing cocoa beans and chocolate drink-making equipment with them. At this time, chocolate still only existed in the bitter drink invented by the Mayas. Sweet hot chocolate and bar chocolate were yet to be invented. After its introduction to Europe, the drink slowly gained popularity. The imperial court of Emperor Charles V soon adopted the drink, and what was then only known as chocolate became a fashionable drink popular with the Spanish upper class. Additionally, cocoa was given as a dowry when members of the Spanish royal family married other European aristocrats. At the time, chocolate was very expensive in Europe because of cocoa beans only grew in South America. Sweet-tasting hot chocolate was then invented, leading hot chocolate to become a luxury item among the European nobility by the 17th century. Even when the first chocolate house, an establishment similar to a modern coffee shop, opened in 1657, chocolate was still very expensive, costing 50 to 75 pence a pound. That's roughly about 25 American dollars in today's money. At the time, hot chocolate was often mixed with spices for flavor. One notable recipe was hot chocolate infused with fresh jasmine flowers, amber, musk, vanilla, and ambergris. The aristocratic nature of the drink led to chocolate being referred to as the drink of the gods in 1797. To drink the chocolate, the Spanish began to use yicaras made of porcelain in place of the hollow gourds used by the natives. They then further tinkered with the recipe by using spices such as cinnamon, black pepper, anise, and sesame. Many of these things were used to try to recreate the flavor of native flowers which they could not easily acquire. Black pepper was used to replace chilies, cinnamon was used in place of oreyulas, and sugar replaced honey. In 1828, Konrad Johannes van Houten developed the first cocoa powder producing machine in the Netherlands. The press separated the greasy cocoa butter from cacao seeds, leaving a pure chocolate powder behind. This powder was 
easier to stir into milk and water. As a result, another very important discovery was made. Solid chocolate. By using cocoa powder and low amounts of cocoa butter, it was then possible to manufacture chocolate bars. The term chocolate then came to mean a solid chocolate rather than a hot chocolate, with the first chocolate bar being created in 1847. In mainland Europe, particularly Spain and Italy, hot chocolate is sometimes served very thick due to the use of a thickening agent such as cornstarch. One of the thick forms of hot chocolate served in Europe is the Italian Cioccolata Calda. According to tradition, the Italian version, the Cioccolata Calda, was first born in Turin in about 1560. To celebrate that the capital of the Duchy of Savoy was moved from Chambéry to Turin, Emmanuel Philibert, the Duke of Savoy, asked for a new beverage, so this thicker, creamier version was created. Today, hot chocolate in the form of drinking chocolate or cocoa is considered a comfort food and is widely consumed in many parts of the world. European hot chocolate tends to be relatively thick and rich, while in the United States, the thinner instant version is consumed more often. In Nigeria, hot chocolate is referred to as tea, even though it's not actually a tea, due to the Nigerian custom of referring to drinks consumed in the morning as tea. Many regions have distinctive additives or toppings, ranging from marshmallow to whipped cream to even cheese. Hot chocolate with churros is the traditional working man's breakfast in Spain. This style of hot chocolate can be extremely thick, often having the consistency of warm chocolate pudding. In the Netherlands, hot chocolate is a very popular drink, known as Voima Chocolatemelk. It's often served in home or in cafes. In France, hot chocolate is often served at breakfast time. Sometimes sliced bread spread with butter, jam, and honey, or Nutella is dunked into the hot chocolate. In Germany, hot chocolate made by melted chocolate is distinguished from those made from powders. It's often served with whipped cream. Even further variations of hot chocolate exist. In some cafes in Belgium and other areas of Europe, one who orders a warme chocolade or a chocolate chaud receives a cup of steaming white milk and a small bowl of bittersweet chocolate chips to dissolve in the milk. One Viennese variant of hot chocolate contains an egg yolk for thickness. We'll find out where the perfect combination of chocolate and milk started after the break. Hey everyone and welcome aboard. My name is Chris Kringle, host of the Kringle Talks Christmas podcast, a fun new podcast all the way from sunny old England. If you like listening to cool Christmas stories, traditions and some old personal favourites, then head on over to Kringle Talks Christmas. The episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also follow me on Twitter, which is at Christmas Talks, spelt K-R-I-S-T-M-A-S Talks. Welcome once again, and I hope to see you soon. Don't you wish the holidays would last the entire year? Well, now it can. Head on over to MyMerryChristmas.com, where you can enjoy the holidays all year long. You can chat with other Christmas enthusiasts on any topic you can think of. Movies, books, cooking, decorating, anything. If it's about Christmas, it's here. Joining My Merry Christmas is completely free. But if you become a premier member, 
you can enjoy extra bonuses such as a yearly Christmas card exchange and Kringle Radio, Santa's exclusive Christmas radio station. For only $19.95, you can become a premier member of MyMerryChristmas.com for a full year. So head on over to MyMerryChristmas.com and start enjoying Christmas all year long. We've learned about the tradition of drinking melted chocolate with mixed spices and vanilla, but what about the origins of mixing it the chocolate with milk? The beverage that many enjoy after a chilly day out. According to the Natural History Museum in Britain, that credit goes to Sir Hans Sloane, an Irish botanist. Sloane spent some time in Jamaica in the early 1700s, where the local people gave him cocoa to drink. He found it nauseous, but by mixing it with milk made it more palatable, the museum says. When he returned to England, Sloane brought the milk and cocoa mixture with him, and for many years it was actually sold as medicine. But as with most things, the European who gets credit for inventing something probably did not actually invent it. According to James Del Borgo, a historian, the Jamaicans were brewing a hot beverage brewed from shavings of freshly harvested cacao, boiled with milk and cinnamon as far back as 1494. Sir Hans Sloane is famed for his collections, which he bequeathed to the nation in his will and became the foundations of the British Museum, but he is also renowned for bringing chocolate to Britain. Born in Killalay, Ireland in 1660, Hans studied medicine in both London and France, before setting up his own practice in London in 1689. His patients included King George I and II. A keen collector, Hans was very interested in natural history, and his collection, which also included coins, medals, books, prints, and manuscripts, was chiefly comprised of natural history specimens and dried plants. It was on a trip to Jamaica as a personal physician to the new governor, Duke of Abermarle, that Hans encountered cocoa. Locals drank the bean with water, but Sloane found it too bitter and took to mixing it with milk and sugar, the birth of hot chocolate. On his return to England, Sloane introduced the mixture to society. Early on, London pharmacies manufactured and sold the beverage as a medicinal remedy. The survival of trade cards promoting Sir Hans Sloane's milk chocolate has long been taken as evidence that Sloane invented milk chocolate for drinking, pioneered its commercial sale, and made a fortune in the process. No direct evidence, however, appears to verify this heroic narrative, which has nonetheless proven irresistible whether framed by celebration or condemnation. The brand, in fact, appears to have been invented beginning in the 1750s, and thus after Sloane's death, by a London grocer named Nicholas Sanders, who claimed access to an original Sloane recipe in the course of a public dispute in 1775 with rival grocers, who were also using Sloane's name to sell milk chocolate. So appealing did the brand become that Cadbury also invoked Sloane in its own marketing in the 19th century, 
although evidently without the same controversy. In reality, as a wealthy baronet, Sloan would have had little need or desire to attach his name to a commodity in an area that prized the public fiction of gentlemanly disinterestedness. And it was precisely this image that paradoxically proved so attractive in the early production of the Sloan brand as a mark of gentil trust. As the chocolate makers Edward and John White insisted on their early 19th century trade cards, Sir Hans Sloan's milk chocolate was greatly recommended by several eminent physicians, particularly those of Sir Hans Sloan's acquaintance, for its light effects on the stomach and good effects in consumptive cases. The figure positioned to sell Sloan's milk chocolate was that of the gentleman physician, not of the commercial profiteer. Sloan himself had worked hard to forge the image of this virtue, from which marketers continued to profit. As hot milk's chocolate popularity spread, so did Sloan's fame as the inventor of modern hot chocolate. In the United States and Canada, the drink is most popular in instant form, made with hot water or milk from a packet containing mostly cocoa powder, sugar, and dry milk. This is the thinner version of the hot chocolate. Chocolate was introduced into the United States in 1765, when John Hannan brought cocoa beans from the West Indies into Dorchester, Massachusetts, to refine them with the help of Dr. James Baker. But the first time colonists began selling hot chocolate was around 1755. Traditionally, hot chocolate has been associated with cold weather and winter in the United States and Canada. I'll take this moment to explain the difference between Dutch cocoa and regular cocoa powder. Cocoa powder is the dry solid remains of fermented, dried, and roasted cocoa beans. The beans are cracked into nibs, which are then ground into a paste made of cocoa solids suspended in near flavorless cocoa butter. Once processors extract the butter, they're left with the crumbly solids, which are then ground into a fine powder. So cocoa powder is the core of a chocolate's flavor without any extra fat or sugar or milk to get in the way. Cocoa powder is naturally acidic, with a pH level between 5 and 6, with 7 being a neutral pH. For comparison, water is a pH of 7. Dutch processed cocoa powder, also sometimes called alkalized or European style or Dutched, is washed with a potassium carbonate solution that neutralizes the cocoa's acidity. And since Dutch processed cocoa isn't acidic, it doesn't react with alkaline leaveners like baking soda and produce carbon dioxide. That's why recipes that use Dutch processed cocoa are usually leavened by baking powder, which has a neutral pH. So if you want a richer, more chocolatey flavor, use Dutch cocoa powder. But if you're using it in baking, you'll need a chemical leavener to help you out. Hot chocolate mixed with espresso or coffee is trending in coffee shops around the United States under the name of Café Mocha. This particular name comes from the town Mocha, Yemen, where a specific blend of coffee with the same name is grown. In Mexico, hot chocolate remains a popular national drink, often included semi-sweet chocolate, cinnamon, sugar, and vanilla. Hot chocolate of this type is commonly sold in circular or hexagonal tablets which can be dissolved in hot milk, 
water, or cream, and then blended until the mixture develops a creamy froth. A 1492 article in the Chicago Tribune describes Mexican cinnamon hot chocolate as being traditionally served alongside a variety of sweet Mexican pastries such as pan dulce or churros. In Colombia, a hot chocolate drink is made with milk and water using a high-necked metal pot called a chocolatera and a wooden baton called a molanillo and is enjoyed as a part of a breakfast with bread and soft farmer's cheese. Colombian hot chocolate is often topped with a soft farmer's cheese or another mild cheese. Similarly, hot chocolate in Ecuador is often topped with cheese. In Peru, hot chocolate can be served with a panettone at breakfast on Christmas Day, even though summer has already started in the southern hemisphere. In addition, many Peruvians will add a sweet chocolate syrup to their drink. In Argentina, there's a drink called the Submarino, and it's a hot chocolate drink made from adding a chocolate bar to sugar and hot sea milk. Nowadays, you can find any myriad of flavor choices for a hot chocolate packet. You can get white, truffle, peppermint, toffee, Irish, milk, the list goes on. My childhood memory of drinking hot chocolate was receiving the mug with a candy cane so I could use it to stir and cool the drink. The candy cane would melt and give me that perfect blend of cocoa and peppermint. So no matter how you like your hot chocolate, top with mini marshmallows or a drop of your favorite liqueur or piled high with whipped cream or even a slice of cheese remember that this warming beverage traveled the world to find itself back to your cup Thank you for listening to this serving of Seasons Eatings. Seasons Eatings is available on all your favorite podcast players. Please, if you can leave a review about the show so we can spread the Christmas cheer. And if you let me know you've left a review, I'll send you a Seasons Eatings sticker as a personal thank you. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so you can send me an email at seasonseatingspodcast.com. I know we all get busy, especially during the holiday season, so even sharing this podcast with someone you know who loves Christmas would be a great help. Seasons Eatings has great items for you or your loved ones over the holiday season. Head on over to SeasonsEatings.com, click on the Merchandise tab to find your next great gift. I'm your host, Glenn Warren. Thank you for listening and tune in again for another serving of Seasons Eatings. Seasons Eatings is also part of the Christmas Podcast Network. Whatever interest you have with the holidays, there's probably a podcast out there covering that topic. You can find Seasons Eatings with all the other podcasts at christmaspodcasts.com. Drop on by to find your next podcast addiction. All music for Seasons Eatings is used under the Creative Commons license.